Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? Eh, uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? My name is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Now, I know what you're thinking, the three fans that have been here since the beginning. Why did you decide to change the name? Well, it's obvious. The name was not that catchy. It was literally just NASCAR Vanilla Wafer. I, I wanted to add something that was a little bit more clever and a little bit that would more grab your attention. I was thinking to myself, you know what? Field filler, that's pretty damn funny. And you know what? I was a field filler when I was racing. So I, this name works out really well. But there's a lot to talk about, including the race at North Wilkesboro Raceway. My goodness, that was such a throwback with all the throwback cars, uh, the good action pack racing, and also the legends coming on to talk about the racetrack. We got a lot to cover, and it's time to get into the results for the North Wilkesboro race. Now, before we get started in these final results, let me just clarify there were quite a few drivers that did not run this race. If you listen to my last episode, drivers like Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, um, not Jeff Gordon, William Byron, Jimmy Johnson, Alex Bowman, Daniel Suarez, and others did not participate in this race. And the reason why is they are going to be going racing next weekend at Darlington, and they wanted to prepare for that. So they decided to skip this weekend and focus solely on the races getting started back up. But we still had a good action-packed race. We still had 29 cars, and honestly, it was very good competition, but let's get into it. The winner of this race was Denny Hamlin, the number 11. He was able to lead the last 24 laps of this race and claim his second victory in the Pro Invitational Series. He won the first one and he won the last one. So basically he put a book on this series. Finishing second was the number 66 of Timmy Hill. Finishing third, we had the number 31 machine of Tyler Reddick. Ross Chastain in the number six finishes fourth, almost won the race. He led 31 laps, but he got bumped out of the way at the end. Finishing fifth was Austin Dillon in the number three. Finishing sixth, we got the number 51 of Garrett Smithley. Finishing seventh, we got the number 15 of Brandon Poole. Finishing eighth, we got the number 77 of Parker Kligerman. In the ninth spot is the number four of Kevin Harvick. And rounding out the top 10 was the number 89 of Landon Castle. For Rick Rare Racing in the number 52, he finishes 11th. Then we have the first in-race analyst, uh, Clint Boyer, in the number 14. He finishes 12th. In the 13th spot was John Wood in the number 21, who made his debut on Saturday night. Finishing 14th was the number 95 of Christopher Bell. He led the most laps in the race, but ran to trouble near the end. Finishing 15th was the number 8 of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Leading the first couple laps uh, was the number 41 of Cole Custer. He finishes 16th. Finishing 17th was the number 53 of Joey Gates. And the second analyst, the number 24, Jeff Gordon, finishes 18th. Unfortunately, he was not able to defend his title at North Wilkesboro. Finishing 19th was the number 18 of Bobby Labonte. And rounding up the top 20, making his debut and last, was the number 19 of Martin Truex Jr. Finishing 21st, we got the number 17 of Chris Busher. Finishing 22nd was the number 20 of Eric Jones. Now we go into the list of drivers who just disconnected or got disqualified. The number 18 of Kyle Busch, he disconnected with uh, 13 laps down. John Herman Nemechek in the number 38 finishes 24th in 21 laps down. 
finishing 25th was Corey LaJoy in the number 32 at 27 laps down. Eric Amarola in the number 10 finishes 26, 57 laps down. Uh, finishing 27th, the guy who I bet money on was the number 37 of Brian Priest, and he let me down. He disconnected with about like 100 laps into the race. I was like, why? You led 32 laps. But it is what it is. He finishes 27th. Finishing 28th was the number 34 of Michael McDowell, and the only driver to get disqualified in this race, we don't know what it was for, was the number 13 of Ty Dillon. He finishes 76 laps down. And that is your final results for the North Wilkesboro race, virtually the last race of the season for the Pro Invitational iRacing Series. Now, going into the race, it was probably the coolest thing that I've seen in a long time that these guys did. And here's the reason why. This track has not been on the schedule since 1996, almost 24 years it has been since they've raced here. And they decided to go with the 1987 layout where the pit road uh, or the pit wall, excuse me, didn't even exist in NASCAR at the time. They also had uh, grandstands in the back in the old 1980s RV trucks. It was very, very cool. And uh, with all the throwback schemes, that was a lot of fun. But I think the most exciting part of it was without doubt the racing. It was good action-packed short track racing. And I could not, I honestly could not tell you who was going to be the winner of that race. I mean, Christopher Bell dominated at one point, Ryan Preece, Ross Chastain, and then Denny Hamlin at the end. It was a good action-packed race that you didn't, it wasn't that easily predicted. So, I say kudos to NASCAR. Thank you so much for putting this on the schedule. Now, will they add North Wilkesboro in on the schedule? I certainly hope so one day. It's obviously not going to be something like next year or anything like that because the track is pretty run down. I mean, they had it fenced off because they don't want anyone entering the premises because if you've ever seen live photos of it, it looks pretty bad. And I think NASCAR has understood that short tracks like this need to stay on the schedule because this is one of the first racetracks that they ever raced at. If you want a good video explaining the history of North Wilkesboro and why it was a mistake, go to La Slap Shoes on YouTube. He talks about this racetrack and how big of a mistake it was. I hope one day NASCAR does come back to that. When will it be? I don't know. Probably the earliest would be a couple of years, maybe three or four years. But maybe eventually we will see this good little short track come back to NASCAR. Now, since this is going to be the last virtual race of the season and we're going to go back into real racing, I think today's segment should focus more on the drivers who were successful during the iRacing series and also the people who were complete bums of the iRacing series. However, I don't want to focus on just solely the ones who did good here and also do good in the real events, such as Denny Hamlin. I want to focus on the people who are probably going to be a complete 180 when we go back to real racing. I'm talking about the guys who kick ass in the iRacing events, and then when real racing comes along, they eat ass. And also, we're going to do it vice versa, the people who ate ass during the virtual race and kick ass in real racing so let's get into it this is well isn't that ass backwards <laughs> it. we're gonna make that the name Okay, guys, this first one is actually kind of obvious, but I, I do have to talk about it. And that is the number 66 of business management motorsports driver, Timmy Hill. 
Timmy Hill did absolutely phenomenal in this iRacing Series event. His worst finish was an 11th at Talladega. The rest of the races, top three or better, and including one win at Texas. In real racing, he only accumulated four points so far this season. I mean, his best finish, I think, was a 26 at Daytona. Other than that, he's been finishing either dead last or second to dead last because that team is a really underfunded team. It's a real shame. Now, Business Motorsports did share on Twitter that they came to a good sponsorship deal with RoofClaims.com, their primary sponsor throughout the whole iRacing event. I'm hoping that this does help the team out a lot more than they already have. I mean, obviously, sponsorship's always helpful for a team. But I'm hoping that this really heightens up their equipment so they could be more competitive. Because Timmy Hill is actually a really good driver. He's shown his talent. He's just never been in prime equipment. So let's see if this helps out. But honestly, he's going to be turning a 180 once the season starts back up. Next driver on our list is a guy who's actually last place in the driver's point standings four races into this uh, real racing schedule. I'm talking about the number 51 of Garrett Smithley. Now, I, I like Garrett Smithley. I've met him before. He's such a cool guy. But, you know, when it comes to real racing, he's with Rick Rare Racing, and that team sucks a lot of ass. Let's be honest. They are, they're field fillers. They're just like me is what they are. And Garrett Smithley has only accumulated seven points so far in these first four races. I don't think he's going to be getting top tens like he was doing in iRacing. Yeah, he did a good job, but this is completely different. The cars aren't even. And I really don't think Garrett Smithley, I don't think he's going to even crack the top 15 in that number 51 machine. Could he get a top 20? Potentially. I could see it happening. But as far as the talent going from the iRacing event to the real racing, it's not going to happen. So he is also another person who's going to turn a complete 180 going back into the regular schedule. Okay, I've been focusing a lot on drivers who have been doing really good. Let's focus on a driver who absolutely sucked in iRacing. How about let's talk about the number nine of Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott did not crack the top ten, I don't think, once in this entire time we ran the iRacing. I mean, he's been finishing 28th or worse for most of the races. He was awful. And in the real racing, it could be farther from the truth. He sits third in the standings. He's accumulated 144 points already. Um, the only thing he hasn't done yet is got a win to secure himself into the playoffs. He He's more than likely going to make it. I really don't see Chase Elliott being a person to miss that. But he's been really dominant the last couple of years. And he's honestly going to turn it right back around when we go back to Darlington because He's a fast man. Um, he definitely just wasn't feeling the uh, simulator. So that's a guy you got to really watch out for when they go back to real racing because he didn't do anything in iRacing, but when they get back into those real cars, you better watch him. He'll be near the front. Another guy who didn't really do anything, but he's definitely going to be a contender for this year's championship, I feel it, is the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Now, I can't quite remember what happened to him at Phoenix. I think he got into an accident, but he was the leader in the point standings for the first three races. Not counting the first one, Denny Hamlin was the, was the points leader at that time. But he's been a dominant force there in that Penske camp. He could not run 
the simulator to save his life. He was there near the back with Chase Elliott swapping paint to see if they could crack the top 30. He didn't do good at all, but when they, when they start up again, he's going to be right with Chase Elliott. I mean, he's had a great start to the season. They've done a bunch of crew chief changes. I can't remember if he's with Todd Gordon or Paul Wolf. I think he is with Paul Wolf, if I'm not mistaken. No, he's with Todd Gordon. Uh, anyways, that's not the point. The point is, is he has a great crew behind him. He is excellent in that car, and the Penske team has things figured out over there. They are definitely the team to beat so far this year. So keep an eye on Ryan Blaney. He's also going to be someone who's going to turn his season around after racing in the iRacing event. Oh man, Ryan Priest. I like Ryan Priest a lot. He's also another guy that was like really friendly to me when I went to Las Vegas. One of the first guys to walk over to me and take photos with me. It was really cool. But Ryan Priest has not had a good first four races. In fact, it was so bad for him. I do believe it was the second race of the year where he didn't even have positive points. He was in negative points. The last time that happened was Michael Waltrip back in 2007. That is super atrocious. When everyone in the world is beating you, even people who have never raced a car in their life, people who just got born that day, they pump a baby out of their badge and they're just like, oh, I can beat Ryan Priest. You technically were at one point. So what I'm trying to say is he didn't really do good in the first four races and I really don't see that getting turned around. He did great in iRacing. He was running near the top. He did cost me this last race because I said he was going to win, but he didn't. But he was running near the front. We're not going to be seeing that when we go into Darlington. And the last one I want to put on this list is going to be one that may be a little controversial. I think I'm going to put Jimmy Johnson on this list. Now, Jimmy Johnson didn't do anything in the iRacing program. He did have his car set up for IndyCars, and you saw how well that went. That went as well as a mute crew chief trying to do sign language as the driver's going by down pit road. Now, Jimmy Johnson has had a rough couple of seasons in that number 48 machine, especially since Chad Knauss has left him to go to the number 24 car. However, these first four races, he's been doing really good, and he has a lot to race for because this is his final season and the Rick Hendrick camp is looking really good most of them are in the top five I think three out of four of them are in the top five the only one is it that isn't is William Byron and it's because he got into an accident in the Daytona 500 so I really think Jimmy Johnson is going to do good this year and compared to iRacing I say it's going to be almost a 180 so put Jimmy Johnson in that 180 list I say he's going to kick ass once we go back racing And that will conclude the segment of, well, isn't that ass backwards? The reason why I didn't include people like Denny Hamlin, William Byron, or Kyle Busch is simply because they've been doing fairly well in the top series anyway. So I don't get, I don't think they're going to fall off. And the reason why I didn't include Joey Gase or JJ Yelly on this list is because they suck ass no matter what kind of car they're in. So there you go. There's NASCAR studs, and then there's the fucking bums right there those five drivers right there but that will conclude today's episode guys thank you so much for listening this e-nascar pro invitational series was a lot of fun but i'm honestly ready to go back into real racing and they will finally do that next weekend on may 17th at darlington international speedway i can't wait make sure to tune in on fox it's going to be an action-packed race because those drivers are hungry to get back into the race cars and i'm just hungry just to watch some good old racing so 
Thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I am going to pull the car right on in and make sure to collect my last place racing check. So I am bouncing. You all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.